Welcome back to another episode of Sports Medicine on Tap. My name is Brandon Alley, and I'm sitting here at Neck of the Woods Brewing Company in Pittman, New Jersey, with a nice full table with Dr. Frey. Dr. Frey, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? As an Eagles fan, I couldn't be more elated. It's pretty incredible, right? These last few seasons, like like yeah. baseball, yeah, basketball, mm-hmm. albeit it seems to end a little bit early with basketball every right. single time, and, and and now the Eagles, like like. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and Philadelphia Union, uh, yeah. not that not not as, not, that not as popular right, on right. The, the mainstream, if you will. But it's definitely like you know, unfortunately, the Union and the Phillies lost the World Series in the same day within hours of each other. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. Not a great day. And it's funny. My wife and I spoke about it. I was like, you know, I had to wait twelve years to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I had to wait about sixteen years to see the Phillies in in the World Series. And my right. son is five months old, and he's seen everything so far, <laughs> all, all within a half a year of his life. It's like, it's unbelievable. Right, 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 right. They don't know how good they have it. And, right. he, and the truth is, he has no idea because uh, he's absolutely. five months, right? Yeah. Exactly. Probably won't remember any of it, but it, it, the, we'll have all the pictures that last. For sure. So with that being said, um, tonight we're going to go over some stuff that happened this past weekend. As mentioned last show, Championship Sunday is one of my favorite weekends of football ever uh, it's exciting. and it was a it was a crazy weekend and unfortunately unfortunately for us we have some interesting injuries to talk about tonight. that's right so um we're gonna kind of dive right into it and we we're gonna talk about brock purdy and his elbow injury right so dr frey who do we have on the night to talk about this we brought on dr brian george first time coming on the show that's correct thanks for coming thanks I for appreciate having it. me thanks tell us a little bit me. about yourself okay i'm uh, primarily a uh, hand upper extremity surgeon yeah i operate on everything from the the finger up to about the elbow uh interesting when you say hand specialist right it yeah. typically is hand to elbow right it's about hand the elbow tends to be the crossover area for shoulder elbow surgeons right. mm-hmm. and sports surgeons and hand surgeons right all right, right some hand surgeons uh, operate up to the shoulder uh, but I, I pretty much stop at the elbow, but I see a lot of elbow issues. Right, right, right. And then what's the injury we're talking about today? So today we're talking about something that's not so, I would say not so typical in football. You don't hear about it too often, although you did hear about it a little bit this year. Right. Um, so reports came out, you know, the game was Sunday. Reports came out, I think, yesterday that Brock Purdy had a MRI that confirmed he has a complete UCL tear of the ligament in his elbow. Right. Um, this is commonly heard about in baseball pitchers. Everyone yeah. kind of knows. The story and javelin throwers. And, yep. Tommy John surgery and all that stuff. But it's a little yeah. different. And, like, I think it's interesting because, I, I mean, I don't see it often, like, the contact UCL tear. Right? right. Like, it's always a chronic thing, and they're out there pitching, and the next thing you know, they, they hear a pop in their elbow, and they throw that last pitch, and then they're coming off to you. Yeah. Holding their arm and all Something's that. Something's not stuff. right. Something's a little off. Um, in this case, you know, Brock Purdy dropped back for a pass. Hassan Reddick kind of tackled him, and as he was trying to throw the ball, kind of pinned his wrist back, and it just kind of created that load on his elbow. And, and it was a fumble. And it, yeah, yes. it was a fumble. And then he came off holding his elbow, and then he went out. Yeah. And then their backup quarterback came in, got a concussion. Yeah. He also went out, and so they brought oh, man. they brought Purdy back in, just essentially to hand the ball off. Dude, the rest of the that game. was nuts. Before Crazy. we get into the injury, yes. right? That was—I've never seen a scenario like that. Yeah, it was kind of disheartening. I mean, I was at right. the game. Mm-hmm. The place was electric. Right. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I mean, game. as soon as he came back in, and you just see him hand it off like three times in a row, you're like, he can't throw. He can't throw. He tried NFC, that little screen. You want to see competition? We want right. to win, but we don't want to win against right. Right. no competition. 
Yeah, yeah, San so. Francisco really, really like it's insane bit by the injury, right? Like, yeah. Like right I mean, from the beginning, Trey Lance. I mean, this is our what third Garoppolo. show this year just on San Francisco quarterbacks. Yeah, if you think about right, it, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. we've <laughs> talked about we talked about Trey Lance. We we touched on Jimmy Garoppolo, and now we're here on their third stringer. Purdy, Purdy, but then is, their fourth stringer, right? Yeah, right. Like who they just signed, yeah, yeah, concussion, and then like what now? I honestly, I expected like McCaffrey or so- someone like like yeah, 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 just get someone out. I think it's more of a threat. Like at that point, why bring Purdy back in to hand the ball off? Right, bring in an extra lineman mm-hmm. and let McCaffrey take the snap directly or something. Yeah. Like like they did it know. once or twice. I, I mean, I've heard rumors of of potentially changing the you know the QB helmet to some other player. Right. I was in the game, so you don't hear any of the commentary. Right. But I'm getting right, right, text right. messages from friends. Oh, you know, yeah. so and so might wear the helmet and go back in. But yeah, if they don't know the plays, they don't really know what to do. That's a good point. <laughs> right. That's a good point. They're like, right, I'm right, supposed right. to do what I know what I'm supposed to do, to do on this play, but right. I don't know what the quarterback is supposed to do. Yeah. And you don't know uh, what, what to look for, what, yeah, what, yeah. Th- where to throw it, what, what you're reading on the defense and all that other so, stuff. So I think it, you're kind of really in a, between a rock and a hard place on that one. I mean, in the NFC championships, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I just read a story today. The NFL is proposing a new rule about there was always a rule for backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. and then about six years ago they just increased the roster number by one but then teams started adding other positions other right. than quarterbacks right so now they're thinking of having a provision like you can have an emergency like in hockey. but it like has hockey, to be a quarterback right. it has right. to be a quarterback you can't just Dress on other people, right? right. Ju- just so this doesn't happen. It's now like, the game wasn't any less exciting. I mean, it was great. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, as a as an Eagles fan, right? It's like, okay, well, yeah, they're so the San Francisco offense was hindered very much against our defense, but our offense was going against their full strength defense, right? Except for, right. I mean, I think they had they lost. Uh, they didn't lose anyone on defense. They had a one like kind of close injury in the beginning, and then that Fred Warner, I believe it was, came back. So right. we're going against All number right. number one ish offense right. versus number one defense. So yeah, still, but you're getting the ball back more right. quickly. You're getting right. a better field. Like there's a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. Your, not that they they Plus, wouldn't have won the game anyway. Like it like they're, they're deflated. Whatever, I mean, yeah. they're like, All right. right, what are we gonna do now? Right. Like uh, the game was over. The momentum completely. It's not shot. how I wanted right. to win it, but you'll take it. You take it, right? Yeah. It is it. what it is. All you can do is play the game, and and that's it. If anything, I mean, from a purely eagle standpoint, it, it, it adds to the disrespect underdog mentality mm-hmm. that fuels them right because if you listen to the sports media mm-hmm. all week they're like yeah they you know they didn't win anything mm-hmm. and they still haven't played it's anybody true. they're true. gonna get yeah. torn apart they've had the, the easiest path that I've, I've ever i can remember to to the super bowl um and that's not meant to slight the giants but and the giants had a very good year right but but i don't think they were regarded you know the best team in the nfl and right the eagles had two games and now they're in the super bowl right the mm-hmm. giants who you know may Deserve to be there, right. but have struggled at right. times this year. And and the Niners with with literally no quarterback, with yeah. no one that, like like it's unbelievable. We'll get into our predictions on who's going to win it. Interesting, and I don't but, you know you've heard you probably all had heard rumors that Garoppolo was going to be ready for the Super Bowl. Right, right. I did exactly. So, we talked about that. I on guess the show. I mean I, I guess they couldn't have suited him up mid game right? as yeah. a as a backup. I guess the the rules don't allow that. Right. right. I, I mean, don't know. I think they could, they could have, but they said he was not ready. He needed those extra two weeks. I don't know. I mean, they signed, he could have been better than Purdy, not just right. not able to throw the right. ball. Right. Oh, I don't think they were switching from Purdy as a starter. No way. Yeah. But at that point, you're no, right. No, I'm saying at that point. Yeah. yeah. And well, then concussion call protocol being concussion protocol, 
you can't bring in Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And so what are you left? Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think the question becomes: Would Garoppolo at this stage in his recovery have been better than Josh Johnson? And if so, then you have him as your backup. But I think the, the, the answer to that was probably no, he wouldn't have been. And you don't want to burn another roster spot on another end. But it blows my mind. Like, like mm-hmm. two guys to get knocked down in a single game? Yeah. Is it that far-fetched? Like, shouldn't there be some sort of emergency plan? I think backup? they have to make an emergency plan. Right. And right. it sounds like they did already, but people just started adding other roster spots that are more prone to get injured. Right. Uh, right. But they have to do it just for the quarterback because, you know. Fun stuff, man. No, I mean, you is. get people like Eli Manning, Brett Favre, who start 200-plus straight games and they have no problems ever, right? And right. then you get quarterbacks yeah, yeah. on the San Francisco 49ers all year long, just a carousel coming in and out, getting injured, you know, just getting hit with the injury stick. It's unfortunate. So I was a big fan. If you listen to the last show, I'm a big fan of Purdy. I like. I, I actually yeah. I was been very, very impressed by the guy. And I know he walked into a great situation, but I've been right. very impressed no, by his I ability. No, I mean, what he has done is... Not his play. I mean, I, his play is great. Yeah. But he rose to the situation. Yeah. It didn't seem to bother him. I Not mean, for, for any athlete, anybody to go on the world stage in championship mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. And not seemed phased at all yeah. is so impressive. I know. Right. It's just, I, I mean, they don't make many people like that. So, and, and like in that vein. So when the injury happened, I looked at, I was watching with, you know, with my son, uh, my daughter went upstairs. I was watching with my son and watching with my wife. And I was like, there's no way he doesn't come back in. Right. And then you see him on the sideline. They, you know, they, they focus in. He's reading and he's like, I can't throw, throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this, right, is, yeah. this is bad. Yeah. bad. <laughs> and they tried everything. They had the right, heat right, packs right. on them. They tried to warm them up a bunch. And it just, yeah. just didn't work out. Totally. Right. Totally. So, all right. Well, let's, let's get into the injury a little bit, man. Absolutely. So yeah, what, where, where do we want to start on this one? I mean, this is give us give us a little bit about the anatomy and what what exactly is it that he tore? What, what's going on here? So I mean, I think I, there's a couple of things I could say. So his what's called the ulnar collateral ligament, mm-hmm. or the more technical medial ulnar collateral ligament, because there's an, a lateral. It runs along the inside of the elbow, and it stabilizes you from what we call valgus stress or uh, rotational stress when you're throwing the ball. So more classically, you hear about it in pictures. It's the Tommy John ligament. It's the Tommy John surgery. So, so the, the you know the original injury was happened in a in a, in a baseball player named Tommy John. Sure, right? it was a nineteen seventy early mid to early seventies, mm-hmm. and 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 up until that point, this was the career ender. Like yep. people didn't come right. back. You had this injury, and and it's over. And then Frank Job of Curl and Job uh, Clinic out in California, a very very famous orthopedic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, facility, uh, K-Jock. Um, and so Frank Job says to Tommy John, basically like, your career is over. Might as well let me try this. And he's like, all right, have at it. So Frank Job does the surgery on Tommy John mm-hmm. and Tommy John comes back from it. And because of that, it's forever known now is like, I want yeah. that surgery yeah, that Tommy that John surgery. had. I want the Tommy John right. surgery. Um, and th- there's some subtleties we'll get into, differences potentially between what Frank Job did mm-hmm. on Tommy John, not just like the technique, figure of eight, docking, mm-hmm. anchors, but but actual reconstruction versus repair. And, and, and that might be a factor here for Brock Purdy. And we'll get into that in just a minute. When you know how these things normally happen in pitchers the, and what happened during that play, it's it's just a perfect picture. So, right, he was getting ready to throw the ball and the ball came out of his hand and was caught, wasn't caught. 
was it a fumble? Was his hand going forward or was it not going forward? Right. Yeah. And so when you look at the stresses on the inside of the elbow or the, the collateral ligament, right. it's in pitchers, it's studied a ton in pitchers, and it's, it's late, late cocking, yeah. early acceleration. Mm-hmm. Right, so right, right, right before and right after the hand starts going forward, mm-hmm. which is stress back right there, where right he was, yeah, right? Yeah. He was, mm-hmm. you know, they had to do high definition, ultra slow replay to figure out, was his hand going forward, was it, was right. it not? Mm-hmm. But clearly, because so the ball went forward, under all that stress. he was he was that ligament was under maximum stress, and then he got hurt. Right, you know, Riddick hit him, and yeah. so it was like a, the perfect storm of, of injury. The question is, when pitchers get this, a lot of times they're not obviously not contacted by a, a defensive lineman, but it, it's usually repetitive repetitive high speed pitching, which thins out the the ligament right an attritional attenuation of the ligament which slowly weakens it yeah Mm -hmm. and and then you would stress it and it just can't hold itself anymore and pop it ruptures and and there goes the two versions of this kind of this dramatic version yeah overuse attenuated and the difference is what was what was the health of the ligament before the injury obviously in repetitive pitchers the health wasn't good or it wouldn't have given out now i we don't know if Brock Purdy had any elbow pain before that, but assuming he didn't, then it was a fully healthy ligament right. that could potentially be repaired as opposed to reconstructed right. mm-hmm. in, you know, the, the, the classic what's Tommy What's the difference Jordan. between, if you had to define yeah. or tell us what, what's, a, what's a repair versus a reconstruction? So a repair is, um, I give you, you can fix what you have. The ligament is in good condition. You can put it back where it belongs and let it heal and then you keep your same ligament. A reconstruction is that ligament is non-repairable, or if I do repair it, it's not gonna be as strong as it was. It's kind of stretched out already. It's already stretched out, it's already attenuated, it's already thin, it's not gonna have the same stability as it did before, so I gotta add something. Mm -hmm. Usually, in in the classic Tommy John surgery, it's a tendon from some other, if you have one in your, you know, an autograph, take it from your own body and they kind of rebuild the ligament, so to speak. The difference from a surgical and recovery phase is if you can repair something that somebody already has and it's good quality, the recovery could potentially be quicker and faster. Big deal for someone who's um, at this stage in his career. Well, I mean, certainly at Brock Purdy's stage, it's very early. But on the cusp, They're they're, they're saying, you know, a six-month recovery is what's been in the news reported. Which, if you were a baseball pitcher, that would be pretty unheard of. Right. Very fast. Um, Very fast. Yeah. And it may, it, it may be pushing it for him, to be all in all honesty. But yeah. if he could do it, that'd be fantastic. And the big difference between six months and nine months. Mm-hmm. Six months, you play next year. Right. Yeah. Nine months, you don't. Right. Like, yeah. right. Like, like, exactly. or some some variation right. close six to months, it. Six months, you're talking training camp. Nine months, you're yeah. talking, you know. October playoffs. Yeah, right. You're talking <laughs> like way too far in the season where you're coming off the bench and like, now it does make San, work this year. It makes San Francisco's decision as who they are, are going to keep as quarterback Isn't a little more easy. Yeah. Like, yeah, does it though? I mean, not to get off tangent, Trey Lance, but, Garoppolo, but, but yeah, like, like who are we going to keep? I mean, it sounds like Garoppolo was always going to go, but we we traded three first rounders for Trey Lance. Are yeah. we not going to start this guy? Yeah, right, right. Now, I want this makes this decision a little easier. Yeah, but yeah, right. Um, yeah, six months is still somewhat aggressive. I imagine he's going to get surgery sometime in the next week. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, again, I didn't see the MRI. I don't know exactly yeah, where disclaimer. to. We, that's our we don't know. Yeah, right? we, we don't know his true right. medical information. We're just 
making our best guesses on what's been released to the public and and what we know right. about these particular injuries. Right. But in general, I mean, if you look at any ligament injury, you could tear it in one of three places. Right. Mm -hmm. You could tear it on the uh, one end of the bone, on the other end of the bone, or somewhere in the middle. Right. right. All said. The best place to tear it is off of one end of the bone. Right. Because then, you know, for for healing reasons, tendon or ligament will heal better to bone mm -hmm. than if it has to heal back to its ligament itself. It's right. just a stronger, it's a stronger fixation, a stronger scar tissue, scar, stronger healing. Right. So we don't know exactly what the MRI show yeah. or anything like that. He also complained about, he's like, you know, I had this pain in my elbow and whatnot, and I had like, he's like electric shocks down my arm. Mm -hmm. What What's that all about? Yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting. So. Some people with acute ulnar collateral ligament injuries mm -hmm. also subluxate or dislocate their ulnar nerve. It's a, the funny bone nerve that runs mm -hmm. on the inside of your elbow. Right next to the ligament. Right next to the ligament. And it, it goes down your arm into your hand. It gives you sensation to your pinky and your ring finger. Mm -hmm. And you see this in pictures sometimes. Sometimes you'll see a pitcher throw and they start shaking out their hand because they get these sensations down into their hand and you're like, that's, and you think to yourself, that's not a good sign. Right. So as far as the extent of the injury, in order to move the, the nerve or dislocate the nerve out of its normal little groove, out of its little tunnel, yeah. the theory is you have to have a worse instability about the elbow. Yeah. The elbow mm. had to kind of open up enough to kind of, to tear the, structures that hold that nerve in place right so it kind of implies a worse injury yeah if you had to i mean again we don't know exactly what the mri showed but right. it kind of implies a worse injury yeah. which explains why i mean listen a competitor like that's going to try to get out there you know we talk i'm sure you talked about patrick mahomes yep. and his right. desire to get out there with a high ankle sprain that was last that was the last show yeah, yeah. and that was um, awesome and, was and for some of them you could do that and I'm sure Brock Purdy wanted to get out there. But oh, yeah. He tried, it, I mean, he had no option. He gave it a best. If your ulnar nerve, depending on the extent of the ulnar nerve, I mean, the ulnar nerve, although it gives you sensation to your ring and small finger, it also gives you muscle control to what we call your intrinsic muscles in your hand. Right. So if those are weak and you can't grip a football, let right. alone your elbow pain, then then that's a the double whammy where you, good you, point, you can't even get in there. Better off trying to throw offhand at that rate. Like, right. Yeah, or just, pitch it with your yeah. other yeah. hand or, or something. <laughs> yeah, when, Rugby when, throws. When he had said that, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's not, that doesn't bode well for him at all. No. And, 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 you know, I almost wondered, I guess you can't make the change on the fly, right? So this this particular issue where, where that ligament goes from the, the, the very end of your, of your arm on the inside, your humerus, to the, the very top of your forearm on the inside, the, the, the ulna, Right, it, this this ligament gets stressed in that that motion that you talked about, that valgus load, where where, where right. it opens up on the inside there. So if you imagine throwing a ball, it's 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 pulling the right. forearm back and opening mm -hmm. that up. And a part of me thought like, could he throw? Change his throwing form just kind of pitch it. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Throw the uh, just a much higher sort right. of position where you're not relying on your well, on the collateral to make ligament. A, a not dissimilar analogy you know if you remember bryce harper had a similar i mean he had mm -hmm. tommy john surgery or some variation thereof right mm -hmm. uh he had an ulnar collateral ligament to his right elbow i believe but mm -hmm. bats lefty but he bats lefty yeah so he be, if he bat righty he could never do that it would have ended because of the 
the inside forces to the inside of your elbow. But right. because he bats lefty, he could keep batting. He just can't. I think he does. He throw with his right hand. He throws like, righty. He must throw righty. righty. Yeah. So that's why he can't throw, and that's why he couldn't feel. But he could DH? hit home runs. Yeah, he <laughs> could hit home runs in <laughs> yeah. the World Series. And yeah, and he, he carried that team. Yeah, for a that's while. right. So you know, it, yeah. I mean, for certain activities, you can still function, but. You know, obviously for throwing activities, it's very different. Right. And I think it's also um, with the classic Tommy John, you see a lot of baseball pitchers, and it's more prominent in that. And he's like, well, you think about it, not that quarterbacks don't throw. They don't throw as much as pitchers do. Sure. In, in a, they no. throw a lot, right? And you're yeah. like, why don't you see it so much in a football throw? Because the mechanics of throwing a football and a baseball are a little are different. different. Sure. Yes. And the forces going through your elbow aren't the same. Right. So... You can argue like, oh well, he can maybe maybe can come back in those shorter amount of time, but it's like maybe. But right. because of like we're talking about his symptoms, sound a little more worse than just like something that's not as bad. Or even you know, ironically, this was a, a kind of a hot topic earlier in the year with Josh Allen, the quarterback from the Bills. He right. had a UCL injury. Yeah, right. He was out for a little bit, did some rehab, and he was uh, in his end of season conference or whatever he did. He was talking about how. He goes, yeah, the rest of the season, I changed my throwing motion to avoid, you know, putting extra stress on my arm. I did not know yeah. that. So it's it's possible, right? But yeah. obviously, but you can't on the do fly, it on, like the, that. on the same day. Yeah, with, I mean, know. I think if you look at the difference between quarterbacks and, and baseball pitchers, mm -hmm. baseball pitchers are standing on the mound and yeah. they can't move. Right. Football quarterbacks usually step no, up right. into the pocket, yeah. get a little lower extremity yeah. core right. um, mm -hmm. to right. throw it. And or, right, and they're not throwing the long ball. Every time, 120 times a game. Right. It's like three or four times exactly. a game. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I hope the surgery goes well and and it, he can get back and he could probably throw a six yarder or twenty yarder. But mm -hmm. to get to that long ball, I mean, that might that's that's a lot of stress still on the elbow. So you bring up a great point. I I went and did a quick little search on other NFL quarterbacks that have had had this surgery. Now, now I don't think. I don't know if they've had repairs or reconstructions, mm -hmm. and there's a difference between the two. And traditionally, reconstructions were the way to go, other than this exact particular scenario where there's this an acute tear. Right. But mm -hmm. the only other two quarterbacks that I that I found in my quick little search were uh, Jake Delhomme and Rob Johnson. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah. So so, wow. It's not a common quarterback injury. And it, it, I guess it's very interesting. It remains to be seen. You know, is he going to be able? It's it's a heavy ball, right? It's heavier than a baseball. Now you're right; he's not throwing the same way, but it's a heavier ball. I remember, you know, from a rotator cuff standpoint, I'm pretty sure Drew Brees was one of the first quarterbacks to come back successfully mm -hmm. and very, very, very successfully from right. from a rotator cuff repair, right? Like, but is does this have? He also that came sort of, back successfully from an ulnar collateral ligament of his thumb injury, if you remember right. that, at six weeks. Yeah, which yeah was, very yeah, fast, which was pretty quick. And then again, you know. There's newer technology of the internal brace technology. What which, is that? Yeah, yeah. What, tell us a little bit about. I'm sure you guys have talked brace. about this in the past. Of course, other injuries. But um, you know, traditional uh, repair of ligaments is you either repair the ligament, you know, somehow suture it down from one end of the bone to the other, or reconstruct it, like we just talked about. Use another tissue, tendon, mm -hmm. ligament from somewhere else. Remake the the to the remake ligament. the ligament, but then you're you, you're depending on the the strength and the elasticity of that tissue. Right. Internal brace and there's variations on it. You, it for lack of a better term, you take a very thick piece of yeah. suture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you add it to the two ends of the repair. Yeah. Which which provides immediate stability. Yeah. Right. So it, it allows earlier range of motion, earlier rehab. 
because you're not, when you stress that part of the body, whatever it is, in this case, the elbow, the suture or the internal brace is carrying a load while the repair or reconstruction is healing. Mm -hmm. So it's it does allow, it. it's protecting it. Yeah. Um, You're welcome, Arthrex. Yeah, right. I mean, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned them by name, but yes, they are the, the innovators of this in all parts of the body. Right. Um, so the internal brace for the elbow is a thing. It's been around for a while. It, seems to be almost replacing the traditional reconstruction mm -hmm. if the ligament is not attenuated beforehand. Right, right, right. So I would imagine that Brock Purdy is going to get, yeah, a, a repair with an internal brace mm -hmm. augmentation, right. you know, add a little bit and, and let him start moving very early and, and try to get him back as quick as possible. And they'll probably incorporate some biologics. And yeah, there, right. And sure. There. I mean, money's no object when it comes for sure. to the NFL, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. And I was reading, like, you know, you know, there are different kind of, it's very, it's interesting because it's, I guess it's all sports medicine, but it is following a similar path as like the ACL, putting in the augment, mm -hmm. maybe trying to do, do more repairs as opposed to reconstruction, trying to shorten some of that uh some of that recovery time before we go further down the road in terms of recovery and predictions and all that sort of stuff let's, let's get back to the, a little more of a basic level if, if someone someone comes into your office and they're like ah you know and it's a little bit of a different scenario it's not brock Purdy walking in with that right. with that specific injury but you know i was pitching the other day and i'm not talking about a kid it's, it's a different scenario when we're talking about a kid little leaguer's elbow would be the probably the much more common mm -hmm. scenario in someone who isn't skeletally mature, where their growth right. plates aren't closed. Mm -hmm. So so in a, in a skeletally mature individual, I don't know, we'll say 18 or something or other, 18 and up, um, and they come in, you know, my elbow's starting to hurt, I throw a pitch, I felt the pop and whatnot. What, what are you doing exam-wise, and what are you looking for to try to figure out if this... Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a couple important things you need to, to get from the uh, interaction. One is... Were you, were you having any pain beforehand? Right, right. Was this, my elbow started hurting three months ago and I fought through it and then I felt the pop. And what that would tell me is, yeah, you started getting small tears, partial mm -hmm. tears, the, the ligament was starting to give out and then, and then it, it gave way. I mean, assuming that that was the diagnosis, right? right. I mean, or or I, I felt completely fine and then something happened and I felt a pop. Yeah. And, and then I had pain. And that's what right. you get from the history. And as, as far as the physical exam, yeah. I mean, primarily what you look for there's, is, I mean, can first you just look at, all right, you know, obvious stuff, swelling, bruising, Pain's but wrong, range yeah. of motion. Can they, can they get their elbow fully straight? Can they bend it all the way up? Right. And a lot of people with acute injuries cannot. They yeah. can't straighten their elbow Nor all can the way pitchers out. who have been pitching for a while. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then... There's some, you know, uh, physical exam findings, something we call like the milking test. Right, right, and exactly. The the static or moving milking test, valgus mm -hmm, stress yeah. test, where you you basically stress that ligament, you push on the elbow, and try to tension that ligament, and yeah. does it cause pain? Can you feel the joint kind of open up or or gap open a little bit because it's not being tethered by that ligament? And, right, the way those, that it's supposed to be. Right. And, yeah. th and those are the two. And, and then, you, I mean, you could do other things like, can they push up off of a chair? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, for That's some right. of these partial yeah. ones. Twisting, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. see a lot of partial ones, you know, when you push on. So if you look at the, the not to go off on a little tangent. That, that, I thought thinking posterior lateral uh, rotatory instability yeah. and start turning around and pushing up off the chair. Yeah, pushing off the chair. I mean, football players get this a lot. Baseball players get this a lot. Yeah. 
and wrestlers get this rub. Now they're not throwing at all. Yeah, but they're just, their arms are planted on the ground and people are, are right. kind of whacking at right. their elbows. You, you get the elbow and, dislocation. And so, yeah. you know, when your arms planted and someone's kind of hitting, you know, yeah. pushing and pulling, it's the same type of force, and you can't s support your own body weight. Right. And and so that's similar to what we look Isn't for in an exam. Isn't it amazing that elbow dislocations seem to do so well when they recover, but this injury? Not so much, but this is this injury is a part of an elbow dislocation. I don't quite. Right. You can get this as part of an elbow dislocation, right? right? I mean, right. the elbow is stabilized primarily by ligaments. Yeah. There, there are some joints, uh, the hip, for example, which is a ball and socket joint, primarily stabilized by bony anatomy. Mm -hmm. You can cut all the ligaments around the hip and it's not going to just pop out of the socket. Yeah. But the elbow... The, the ligaments are the primary stabilizer. So mm -hmm. when you take out a ligament, it's unstable. You can't, you know, what we call apprehension. Patients feel uneasy moving their elbow in a certain range of motion or putting weight on it because they feel like it's going to, they don't know what, the, they don't know how to really voice that, what they feel, but it's apprehension. They feel like it's going to pop out. They yeah, feel like worried. it's going to yeah. dislocate. Yeah. They just get scared. Yeah. And and that's because that's what's going to happen. Right. They, I mean, they, it, they know it intuitively. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's an, un, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Right. You know, when I went through my fellowship, and this this would be then, I guess, this little bit would be for more of the athletic trainers and maybe mm -hmm. the providers, medical providers that, that tune into the show. When I went through my fellowship, you know, there's, there's different ways to stress that on the collateral ligament. And, you know, typically you want to flex the elbow a little more like you know, 20, 30 degrees. And when I went through my fellowship, it wasn't just putting your hand on the outside of the elbow and kind of yeah. stressing it. But literally I would have, you know, elbow 20, 30 degrees, hand on my side and holding the elbow still and leaning mm -hmm. with like, so you really get a lot of yeah. force there. Yeah, yeah. And then in terms of like, like the milking you're saying, I, I literally stand next to the patient. Mm -hmm. They supinate the, their arm fully, the thumb is out and I put my elbow up against their yeah. elbow and pulling out that and then, then taking it through the full on range of motion right. while yeah. you're pulling, taking it through the full range of motion right. as, a, as a good ways to get a decent amount of stress across, across there. Now let's say, let's say it's an average individual that walks in with that, you know, some guy, you know, um, like me, who, you know, who comes in and like, Hey, you know, I had an injury to my elbow. Do you got to Yeah, permanent that? disability, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. No, I mean, it depends on, it, yeah, right. It depends on your line of work and it depends on your age mm -hmm. and your, you know, motivations in life and, and other activities. But by and large, acute ligament injuries can heal without surgery. Yeah. And they do pretty well. Yeah. Um, Unless you're going to put a tremendous amount of stress on it, yeah. like a baseball pitcher, right. quarterback, you know, mm -hmm. professional athlete, would. labor mechanic, possibly labor mechanic. Yeah, I mean, if you're under enough stress, yeah, right. yeah. So by and large, and and this is a conversation that I have with my patients a lot. By and large, treatment for especially partial injuries is not surgery. Right. It's rehab. It's right. let it heal up on its own. Let it thicken up on its own. Let's. Mm -hmm let it get better and and you're going to be fine how about the guy that comes in though the athlete right maybe, maybe he's borderline he's in a high school athlete wants to wants to play in college or maybe he's a minor leaguer and wants to take that next step and he's got that partial tear and he's like no doc do the sure. do the surgery i want to be better when i'm yeah. done so i think the common misconception and, and is i'm gonna pitch faster i'm right. gonna come back better right and although there are reports, so yeah. 
and we could talk about a lot of uh, numbers here, but there are reports of people that got better. But by and large, it's a small minority of, of patients. Right. Yeah. But everybody knows somebody or heard somebody. Oh, that, everyone has a story. Right? Sure. Yeah, oh, so yeah. and so went out. They rehab. They couldn't get better. They they got surgery, and then they're they're pitching faster than ever. So we we had way back when I don't remember who the injury was to, who had the injury, but we, we brought Greg Burke on. Greg Burke is a. Uh, it former, might have been. It might have been uh, Bryce Harper. I think it was it, Bryce Harper. I think it was when he first. I think hit, you're right. Yeah. yeah, Greg Burke, awesome guy, and he's he's fantastic uh, on, on the show. And he he might be annoyed with me now that because I, I didn't bring him back on for, yeah, for one of, one of the right. ones that's right in his. Wheelhouse, but, yep, yep. but he's a he's a he's a pitcher. He was uh, he pitched for the Mets. Uh, he pitched uh, for the Phillies um, and San Diego, and um, he, he didn't go the traditional route. He gone went to undergrad uh, went to undergrad at Duke, but he he had a on the collateral ligament tear, mm-hmm. and he I think is one of those guys who did do better and and was eventually able to kind of. The really unusual route, independent league baseball, not not minor yeah, league baseball, right. and eventually make his way up. It's really extraordinary That's to be able great. to pull that off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and awesome, awesome guy. But um, said the same thing. Like people want this surgery um, so that they're going to be better. And we had a whole conversation about this the last time we did. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little bit different. This was the acute tear. This is in a football player, so it's a right. little bit of a different yeah, injury. Sure. But um, I mean, it, it, so I'll just say in a professional athlete in a Q chair is surgical 100 percent right. of the time. 100, like totally. Yeah. yeah without oh, yeah. question. You but even in a professional athlete, the return to play is not 100 percent. Right. Right. Uh, the studies kind of vary on this. And I think more importantly than return to play is return to what they call same level of play. Right. Or yeah. better. That's exactly I mean, better is like level of play. Uh, right. So return, you know, return to to play return to sport after Tommy John or, or rolling a collateral ligament surgery. The studies somewhere between 70, 75 and 90%. Pretty good. It's pretty good. But when you look at return to right. same level of right. play, same success at that same level, same pitching speed, right. same throwing, you know, it's much, much lower on the, on once the range of 55%, like, which is a, it's a, it's a flip of the coin. Yeah. It's, and it has nothing to do with the success of the surgery. It has to do with the extent of the injury. Right. Yeah. And and sometimes you just can't you just can't get back. One of the points that we made in that show was that um, I think a big part of this is now that person who had that injury and is recovering from that injury is doing physical therapy and rehab and paying attention to elbow health in a way right. that he never has right. before. And and for those few guys that do wind up throwing harder or faster or better, just do the freaking yes. protocol. You now, know, like, like gonna, do you really need the surgery? That that's probably what's making the difference. Right. For I'm you. gonna argue the other side of this. I have a, a recent patient who is doing better, faster, and didn't get surgery. Right. So the primary protocol for a partial tear, sprain, whatever is is rehab right and there's stages of rehab and return to throwing but the primary is all right the reason you're getting so much stress on the you know pitchers are trying to to get that little bit of extra speed by right. really straining their elbow because right. their shoulder's not strong enough mainly their core strength isn't good strong point enough, yeah mechanics is a and big their part mechanics aren't yeah. so what i do is i send them to therapy work on mechanics work on core strength work on shoulder strength mm-hmm. and then after that start on the elbow right once it's pain-free once you have full range of motion right. then start on the elbow and i have had patients 
treated non-operatively that come back and say they're pitching faster yeah. than ever of course. with right. non-operative treatment because their mechanics have improved. That's right. And I think that's a huge thing. I mean, same for football. I mean, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you look at throwing mechanics, throwing mechanics or throwing mechanics, you know. Yeah. Tim Tebow was a phenomenal college quarterback. Yeah. He came into the league and he would throw his arm. His arm. (laughs) Phenomenal. Well, he was successful, right? Right, right, I wouldn't say phenomenal (laughs) quarterback. But, you know, his everyone said his mechanics, his arms hanging way out here. He's not throwing. Yeah. And so he tried to change his mechanics, but just wasn't able to do it. Right. Right. And then you look at the likes of, of, of Tom Brady, who, after winning like six Super Bowls, went to a quarterback coach and said, hey, I need to. I need to get a little bit better. Yeah. So right. you can always change your mechanics. You can Tiger always Woods. get better. Yeah. And mechanics means a huge difference. But I, I think especially younger patients, younger people think, well, this is just the way I throw. Right. Why don't you help me do this Do this the way right. I do it? Right. 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 It's been successful up until this point. Yeah. <laughs> Why There's don't you help me? There's some logic to that, too. Well, to there is. Extent. To the right. extent. Right. There's a study which which it's, it's, a, it's a meta-analysis. It looked at other studies that were treated multiple ways, surgical, non-surgical, and a combination of both. The best outcomes came from non-surgical treatment. Right. However, they did have the highest failure rate or complication rate. So basically, the, the if you're gonna boil that down, mm-hmm. you gotta try it first. Right. right. And if you can get through it, yeah. then you're better off than if you had the surgery. Well, that's the worry for some of these guys, though, is that, you know, your your timeline is limited. That is, that's And you true. don't want to give up right. six months, nine months, that's and then true. get the surgery. Because that's what it takes anyway. it does. to do a full recovery return to throwing program. Right. It could take six months, yeah. nine months. You, you, and you, people don't want to wait. They're like, right. just give me, I'll throw, pe- I'll throw faster, I'll throw f- harder than I ever did. Yeah. And it's just not the reality of the situation. And I got to tell you, and we talked about this the last time with Greg Burke, but like, I just see, I see on that level, right? On the professional level, not not on, on, on the college level, or the high school, but I've seen it fail so many times. I understand the argument. I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does fail a lot of times. Right. I, it does. Mm-hmm. However, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this. And that's not when a professional athlete, when when Bryce Harper got his his ulnar collateral ligament, when Brock Purdy gets his ulnar collateral ligament repaired, what yeah. do you think they're doing for the next six months? Rehabbing every, every minute. Day. Every yeah. day. Right. And so when your average high school baseball pitcher gets an ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction, yeah. what do you think they're doing most of the time? Not rehab. Right. Right. They're doing school. They're yeah. doing other stuff. They're Video doing game. therapy no, no, no. two, maybe three times a week. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's just a different access to care right. and devotion to doing what you can do your whole life your whole your life. family and right. yeah you know, yeah it yeah. all depends on it's, it's, getting that that means better. a lot i mean a lot of what i do and again primarily i'm a hand surgeon i operate on wrists and hand injuries therapy is if not 50 60 of the outcome Big of deal. the surgeries i do yeah. Right. If you don't, I don't do it after I operate, you're going to have a bad outcome. Especially in hand. Yeah. yeah. More so than anything else. So you so got to you got to be all in. You got to buy in and be all in and have access mm-hmm. and desire to do it for a long time. Right. And I think that's like that's kind of like what we all talked about too is like, you know, 
in the youth standpoint is like these kids are playing baseball, say for baseball pitch, they're playing baseball all year long. They're right. Specializing in sport way earlier right. than they used to nowadays. Yeah. And everyone's seeing, oh, well, this person came back and everyone thinks they're, yes. their kid's going to be the next, you know, MLB all-star or whoever the case is. But it's like, give the, give the kids some time to grow. You know, like we said, skeletal maturity right. is a right. huge part. And then again, like we talked about of like taking the time off to correct those biomechanical right. errors of right. like, yeah, your shoulder is completely unstable when you're throwing. So yes. everything's going right to your elbow every right. time you throw. Right. So if you take that time early on and do the non-operative route yeah. and fix all that stuff, then you won't have a problem. Yeah. Or even when you do have the surgery, you're spending those 12 months or however long it is on correcting so many other things. Right. Right. It's like you finally have the opportunity to take a break from pitching, yeah. take a break from throwing, yeah. and let's focus on the whole athlete approach and get your core transferring the energy right, right getting your hips more mobile, all these other things. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's it's 100%. I just went under the knife. I got my surgery. That's right. why I'm right. throwing no, that, And that's a huge point. Right. And I'll tell you, this this <laughs> translates into other surgeries I operate on. Sometimes oh, yeah. surgery forces people to stop, mm -hmm. rest, and rehab. Right. Whereas yeah. you tell them to do that before surgery and they don't do it. Yeah. Now, Pitch I'm not, I'm not discounting you know? surgery for well, yeah. things that need surgery. But Absolutely. sometimes... At, the surgeon's like, all right, I got to do what they say mm -hmm. and I got to do what they and follow their instructions and they have a great outcome. Right. Um, which sometimes beforehand they don't, they don't right. necessarily, I mean, that's, that's a great point. It's almost like you can al almost say with most chronic injuries, right? It's not because of that joint or the area is the problem. Is there something right. else throwing sure. off the kinetic chain yeah. somewhere along the line? Part like, of the process. You know, yeah. you get runners with chronic shin pain. Well, yeah, you yeah. have no range of motion in your ankle at all. Right. Or, you know, chronic knee pain. Well, your hips don't move very right. well. You can't squat without all this all this stuff going on. It's like, yeah, there's so much other things. Yeah. And it's like, you, I always tell people when I see them, it's like your knee, your wrist, whatever the case is hurting, that's your alarm system saying something's wrong. Right. Yeah. But we have to figure out what's causing causing the alarm go off. Like so, it takes a bigger approach. We're all affiliated, um, you know, you construct work Phoenix and we also have an affiliation here with the energy lab and that's a big part of that and you right. know like yeah, this was a perfect segue segue for that right we have the physical therapist um as a doc we can talk to the physical mm -hmm. therapist that we're working with and there's that open communication mm -hmm. my son just had a concussion um which is very it's it's, it's frustrating and it's tough mm -hmm. and he's bouncing back a little more slowly and um he's doing vestibular therapy therapy with, with Jess Harrison who we've had on the show multiple right. times right and uh, I just got the most recent update from Jess hey this was going on with your with uh, with your son mm -hmm. and you know like we all like but then it also then takes the next step with the energy lab which is right there right. for injury prevention to work on this sort of thing the throwing mm -hmm. program your mechanics uh, recovering from an ACL preventing the retear or the next injury on the other side and some of the ankle stuff. So, so it, it holds true across the board. There's, right. there's more than, it's more than just in this particular, um, issue or pathology. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's one of the nice things we have set up right here. If I can, I, I know we talked about this before we started here uh, and piggyback off of that comment. If you want to be a high level athlete, mm -hmm. you can start recovery for any of these injuries at a, a low level. Right. But when it gets back to when you want to get to the high level, you need someone specialized in that. Right. And the, I know we have that here at the Energy Lab and they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not the only ones. I'm not, you know, doing a commercial for them, but mm -hmm. they are excellent. 
and yeah, my patients, and then they start at every, you know, they could start at a, a random physical therapist because we're just working on, okay, can you get your arm fully straight? Can right. you? Absolutely. And, and then, Understood. but yeah. when yeah. it comes to the point of, I gotta, I wanna get my pitch velocity back up to mm -hmm. this, Fine or tuning. I wanna Fine. do this, you might need some sub-specialized sub care or intervention. Right. And that's where, I, I think the energy lab is great. Right. There may be others out there, but yeah. Mike out in uh, PA who we've mm -hmm. had on the show. Like, like, yeah, there, there, are, there are definitely other programs, other right. Sure, yeah. absolutely. It's nice to, to have yeah, yeah. that. But that's what you need. I mean, just from a general, from a, a patient education standpoint, you just go to therapy a couple times a week, and they're like, "All right, your elbow range of motion is good. All right, go back to throw." Like, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not that. that. More than the that. rehab in most injuries is longer and more strenuous than the surgery. Mm -hmm. And of the ulnar collateral ligament is probably the primary example. Yeah. Like the yeah. rehab is strenuous, it's long, and to get back to the same level of play, or if most people want better, mm -hmm. it's it's a long process. I know we talked about this a little bit. You know, they looked at return to the same level of play or better mm -hmm. in pitchers. And the general rule of thumb for baseball pitchers after a longer collateral ligament. Return to play is about a year. Yeah, pitchers can get back to play in about 12 months. Yeah. But when you look at return to the same velocity that they were throwing before, it's about 18 months, a year and a half or more yep. until most of them came back. Right. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think Jamie Moyer tore his owner collateral mm -hmm. ligament. I mean, he was, I don't know, like 50 90. when he was still pitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, he's like, I don't have <laughs> a year. I don't have a year and a half. That was amazing. <laughs> My career is like yeah. another six minutes. Like, right. I got to yeah. I gotta get back there. <laughs> and I mean, it goes to say, like, kind of like what I kind of said earlier. It's like someone like that who's been pitching for 20 years. Right. Yeah. Takes one year off. That's one year out of 20 that you took it just to rebuild and reconstruct and fix all these things. To have a better career. Right. And it's it's funny too because I've seen this too with people who do have the Tommy John the UCL reconstruction, they're like almost way more in tune with their body finally after all this right. time, right? Right. And it's like, That's oh now now it's like oh no, you know today I threw a lot. I think my shoulder's a little sore. Yeah. You know I didn't I didn't do whatever pitch counts and right. all that other stuff pitch matter. counts. Yeah. And I think I, I've been using this term more clinically of like, are you overtrained or are you under recovered? Right? right, and I think well said. I think the under recovery is like a new like I've been using it more, but it's like a thing that's yeah you're, you're beating yourself up so much yeah. you're not giving yourself time to heal yeah. you're not giving yourself time to look at other areas that might need some work or whatever the case is. That's a big factor you know? for me in physical therapy. Right. If someone transitions from trying to get range of motion back to trying to strengthen. Right. I, I cut them back on on the number of visits per week mm -hmm. because I think that's a big part of it. I think to get your range of motion back to stretch it out, you got to go frequently. To get your strength back, right. you got to back down. You need time to recover in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think recovery is a huge thing, mm -hmm. and I, I discuss this with my patients all the time. Unfortunately, like it, it, we're going back to the Brock Purdy, he's mm -hmm. 23. He's probably yeah. fine. He can probably right. go to therapy right. every day. Right. But once you hit your 30s, I mean, this is why the average NFL career is probably like three years. Yeah, like once long. you hit 30, like you just don't recover. Somebody gets a hamstring pull and yeah. they're out for six weeks minimum. It just, you can't recover the way you used to. Mm -hmm. And so that goes into all of this. Yeah. I, I see a lot of 30 year olds who are like, you know, when I was 18, I, I, it hurt <laughs> for a couple of days and I'll be fine. And I, unfortunately, I gotta tell them you're not 18 anymore. But yeah, recovery is a huge point. And I, yeah. right, and if you have a good therapist, though I recently had a patient who was doing well and was very pleased with his outcome in therapy and was doing two times a week and wanted to go three times a week. 
and we decided to say no you yeah. need time mm -hmm. to rec if you go too fast if you're still inflamed after the therapy session and yeah. you jump back in you're just gonna you're double gonna on that and yeah. you're gonna make it worse yeah. you have to recover right, so and the big question two-part question okay you go first brandon goes first <laughs> dr george goes second who's the starting quarterback for the niners next year um, and, um, at the beginning of the season, number one, and then number two, does Brock Purdy go on to have the same good career that he probably would have had otherwise? So I'm going to venture to say that I think Trey Lance will be their starter next year. I don't think Jimmy G is going to stay around. I think Jim Garoppolo is going to go elsewhere. Right. Um, I think Trey Lance will be, you know, be out. And I think the media has pushed his report of like he's ready for OTAs. He'll be ready to kind of start pushing the envelope a little bit. So, you know, however. Being that he's a more mobile quarterback for the most part, and he yeah. got hurt running the ball, right. he's more injury prone, right? Yeah. So will I think, he, I think will recent he, history has shown that. Yeah. Right. Will he finish the year as a starting quarterback? Unsure. If Brock Purdy stays around, gets healthy, and kind of comes back, he might be in the same situation as he was this year. Didn't start the year and ended up kind of trying to carry this beast into the playoffs again. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt like this. Right. Wait, that was both. What are, what, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> career-wise, let's, uh, career, so oh, let's career say wise, that yeah. Trey Lance is the guy, and, and and Brock Purdy gets traded. Like, where do you think his projection his is going? Yeah, yeah. His trajectory. Um, I think he does. I think it because a couple of things because he had he's going to have the technology and the access to people like we're saying his job now going forward is his quote unquote nine to five is rehabbing his elbow and getting right. he doesn't have to worry about going to office then going to the PD clinic right. and you know whatever the case is yeah. I think it's in his benefit that this is a common injury like we mentioned in baseball pitchers and he's not throwing a baseball exactly. he has less stress in theory on his elbow in everyday scenario fewer throws being a thrower yeah, right yeah, yeah. being in the overhead athlete um, I think that's in his benefit, and I think those things will add up and help him kind of go down the line and have a successful career since he made such a splash this year. What, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with those things? Yeah, I mean, I think, if anything, this uh, injury kind of solidified the 49ers' plan for the future. Because right. you know, if you listen to Sports Talk Radio, it's been, what are they going to do? They have, of course, you know, man. And, and – Obviously, I doubt he's going to be the starter for the beginning of the year. Yeah. We talked about six months, which puts you right at the beginning of the, of the year. Yeah. If his recovery He'll goes just wait for Trey Lance's next injury. Is that what you're saying? And right. so Trey Lance will be the, the starting quarterback. I think Jimmy G's gone. Going to another team? Yeah. Or Although maybe, maybe now or they make something. more of an effort to try to hold on to him. <laughs> I don't given, know. Okay. All right. I don't think so. Someone, I, I agree with you, but I just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't think so. And... What was the second question? What's his career trajectory yeah, look like? Uh, so I know we, we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but his injury was a significant injury, right? Mm -hmm. Like he had ulnar nerve symptoms. So there was enough instability about the elbow mm -hmm. that his ulnar nerve dislocated and yeah. it, he's got these shooting pains down there. So there was a study that looked at it, it's kind of a meta-analysis, meta which means they look at a bunch of other studies that right. involve this subject. And mm -hmm. they looked at ulnar collateral ligaments that dealt with ulnar nerve issues. Symptoms, yeah, yeah. And you can do several things with an ulnar nerve. If it's unstable, you move it, what we call a transposition. Mm -hmm. And you could just move it in front of the, the bump, the medial epicondyle, or you can bury it beneath the muscle in several ways. But it seems like when that's involved your return to your previous level is less guaranteed. Mm -hmm. 
and ominous. no one knows why. Right? I mean, there's a lot of confounding factors in these studies, but the, the thought is because the in, the extent of the surgery is probably much more than if you had a straightforward ulnar collateral ligament injury where your nerve didn't subluxate, you didn't have ulnar nerve symptoms. Yeah. But the fact that he was saying in his, his post-game conference, I feel shooting pains going mm -hmm. down to my wrist. It's concerning that his nerve is involved and it was right. a more extensive injury. Yeah. Now, again, the best thing that he has going for him is his age, by and large. Yeah. Yeah. If he was 35, I would say, eh, <laughs> I, I doubt it. I doubt it. But he's 23. Quit hedging. Give us an answer. Yeah, I think he's going to come back. <laughs> I definitely think he's going to come back. Is he going to come back in six months? I don't know. I think yeah. he's going to come back. Uh, I hope his confidence is as good as is ever, right. and and he's able to get back. Yeah. I think he's an exceedingly confident individual, and I think that's really going to help him a lot. And I think he's also an exceedingly disciplined individual, just listening to his post-game conferences, mm -hmm. which I think is also going to help him a lot. So I kind of agree with what, what both you guys are saying. That well, number one, yeah, you know, the beginning of the season is probably going to be a little bit optimistic. Mm -hmm. They have hopefully Trey Lance is ready to go. They have all this invested in Trey Lance. And it helps him make that decision. It yeah, just right. takes all it takes it all all the pressure off the table. I think Garoppolo's a really good quarterback and has been sort of underrated in his career. Um, and he's gonna if he's not in San Francisco, he's gonna land somewhere else. But I also agree with you guys that his trajectory I think is pretty similar. You know, I think that it's a it's not this attenuated, worn down, mm -hmm. less likely. It was just an acute sort yeah. of freak injury tear. You repair it, um, elbow dislocations. Not that it was truly an elbow dislocation, but it was some level of it. Right. Uh, tend to do pretty well. Now, yeah, I think, I think his he'll do ultimately fine. Yeah. At six months, it's a yeah. lot to ask. I agree. Even I agree. every, I mean, but you, uh, you guys have probably had this conversation before about ACL tears and athletes yeah. and return mm -hmm. to play. Yeah. Like, everyone wants even to Tom be, Brady, uh, after his ACL, his next year was. Yeah. Yeah, not that great. Right. right. But ultimately, he was able to gut back. Right. Sometimes the recovery yeah. is just a little yeah. bit longer than you want it to be. Right. Yeah. So Everyone I, wants ultimately, to be Adrian I think Peterson Brock Purdy. Peterson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. he's a freak of nature. Right. I think Brock Purdy will be fine. I don't know if he'll be fine at the beginning of the season. All right. I think they'll be in the same position as they were this year. With right. Weird co quarterback controversy. Start Trey Lance. Have Brock Purdy in the back burner. Hopefully, yeah. he's ready by mid-season or so. And Which then, is when Lance gets hurt. And yeah, unfortunately, it probably will be, you know, episode 100, <laughs> Sports Medicine on Tap preview. That's right. No, but, you know, it, it could happen, right? And, it, and it's the same, it's a great insurance policy to have in your back Heck pocket. Yeah, man. Like, let him come back, yes. let him, give him his time. Yeah, right. And the pressure's off. Again, like we said, his age, right? Like, if this happened to, say, Tom Brady, who's 45, almost 50 at this rate, you know, playing till forever, yeah. you know, it's... It'd be a different story. Like this conversation, I think, would be like, yeah, yeah. You know, Tom Brady should just say, "That's that's it," and I'm going to be done with it. Yeah, take yeah. my seven rings and go home. A lot that's of credit right. to Shanahan and that San Francisco organization, man. Like that to withstand what they withstood this year and still, mm -hmm. you know, pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I well, mean, they dropped the ball at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I just said this before, but his poise as a 23 year old rookie, amazing, true rookie. Yeah, Mr. Relevant, Mr. Relevant, starting in championship game and just the poise it's it's impressive yeah. and and it's not impressive. like missing a, a, a hitch at all like right. they they were on a winning streak and they continued, continued the winning streak. right he didn't stop and he did well like he i don't know what the records were or whatever but he yeah. was throwing over 200 yards yeah. two touchdowns for his first x amount of first yeah. games which is like unheard of and all yeah. this other stuff it's like i think it's good yeah i do and i think it'll be good again absolutely so i think that before we close the show i mean it is we're going into the Super Bowl. A little yeah. Super Bowl predictions would be would be fair to go around the table, right? You know, yeah, since we're here. So, Dr. Frey, Dr. George, what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I think that Kansas City is an excellent team. I think that 
Mahomes is still sort of dealing with this injury, mm-hmm. and he looked he looked impressive given the injury playing this past weekend, um, and he'll look better uh, yeah. two weeks two from weeks now. Two weeks is a lot of time. And I'm not just going from the hometown aspect. I actually think maybe the Eagles are the and and I and I'm a Steeler fan, right? Like, but I actually think the Eagles are probably the better team. I think mm-hmm. it'll be close, but if um, I think the NFC was a little better than the AFC overall this mm-hmm. year, which I don't think was had been the case for many of the recent oh, yeah. years. But I think right. that, that transition has happened in the NFC. Maybe it probably is a little bit better. So so I, I got to go with the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I am. Uh, I'm gonna take the hometown stance yeah, on this absolutely. one. And I hope that everyone on the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs is 100% healthy. Right. I, I don't like this, oh, you played against no yeah. one. And everyone yeah. was hurt. I think the defense will continue right. to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you want a score prediction? Let me see. 27-21. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and I think... Um, I, as as mentioned plenty of times in the show, I'm a big, big, big Eagles fan. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win. I don't know how the game's going to go. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup all across the board with everything. Um, luckily, as reports now are that Eagles are starting their 22 healthy starters. Yeah, right. You know, the Chiefs did get banged up a little bit on Sunday. What was it? I think uh, two of their receivers may have gone down with ankles and knees. You know, you have Mahomes. Um, Travis Kelsey was a late addition to their injury report with some like, sore back stuff, yeah. which isn't too much to look into. He still did well. Um, and, you know, you have all these great storylines. The Kelsey Bowl, Andy Reid playing the right. Eagles, all this right. fun stuff. And locally for us South Jersey people, you know, you have Isaiah Pacheco sure. from Vineland, where right. my hometown yeah. is from. Yeah. You know, so I want to see that kid to succeed as well. But, you know. Not I, that much. Not that much. <laughs> to, just for one week, you know, I think he's had a great rookie career, yes, uh, rookie uh, year this year. But, you know, I, I just hope. Hopefully the Eagles can pull out another one, and then we'll see from that. Yes. <clears throat> so lastly, 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lastly, before we close out our tab tonight, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Reconstructive Orthopedics with our eight locations and Focus on You approach. As mentioned plenty of times in the show tonight, the Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance center and destination, Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, located in Pittman, New Jersey, serving us the coldest beers while we produce this show. And lastly, Timber Reel Productions to help us get this edited version out to you all folks every week. So again, thank you all to our sponsors. Everyone have a great night. Enjoy the Super Bowl and go birds. Go birds. <laughs>